Well, hello and welcome to The Bright Side here on 93.1. This is a show about helping you help others, and it's hosted by myself, Joel Hunter, and <laughs> with my father, the other Joel Hunter. Yes, easy, yeah. easy to remember. Yes, I have, uh, dad is my co-pilot. Uh, <laughs> is, is, I, have, I wear that shirt every weekend here. Uh, and so uh, we are live today. Um, and uh, I don't want to ruin any of the illusion. There's some days where some shows, not ours ever, but you know, there's things where they recorded earlier, and it's uh, this is just brutal live stuff. It's yes, right. That's just right. Just walking the tightrope with no net. That's right. If we make a mistake, we can't walk it back. This is the greatest show. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about the topic of uh, it's raising great kids. Yeah, because we want we don't want to just help you help others. We want to help you. Help your kids help others. Phew, that gets, ah. that gets, that's a chain of, of help. Generational that, help. It's kind of how it works though. You know, yeah. you pass it, you pass it on. Um, I, uh, I, I was really, I was interested and excited about this topic because uh, I get to, you know, cause I've got my own kids yes. now, as you know, they're your grandkids. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but then I was like, I, I'll get to hear uh, the behind the scenes, you know, of what, what was going on? What was going on? Uh, wh- how, how was I being raised? Like the conversations behind doors on what, what's important and what's not. Uh, and then after that, I realized immediately like, no, they pretty much had always told me. Like, <laughs> That's right. Like, we were brutally honest. Here's why you got to do that. There's no one to like you otherwise. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. That's right. Well, that's, you'll turn into a terrible person. <laughs> fair is fair. Yeah. So uh, um, we, uh, we, we have a, a couple different uh, things to talk about um, uh, in this first segment. Also the second, third, and fourth segments <laughs> as well. Right. Um, but what the, there was this, uh, there was a, uh, the idea of uh, what, are, what are the hardest things about raising kids? You know, what, what's, the, what's the hardest stuff about it? Um, and I saw some of them and I'm, I'm really glad, I guess, I guess because Luke is eight and Lena is four, mm-hmm. they haven't, haven't gotten to like, I haven't heard, I hate you yet. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine that's coming at some point. There's angsty years. Um, although I don't think I ever said, I hate you to either of you, mostly because I think you would have punched me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon, Alice. That's right. I, it was, uh, that was, that was the cardinal sin uh in our house growing up if well, you, you were you were allowed ever, you were allowed to disagree you were allowed to be angry but you weren't allowed to be destructive at, when you couldn't be even uh kind of mean to mom uh, that was no the, that was the cardinal sin i was talking that about. that was yeah. the cardinal sin uh i i just i just i have these memories of where just even if you if you if you i remember one time uh that, that josh went up uh, josh was like J- just go to bed mom and then, uh, and then after a brief conversation that I witnessed, uh, he never said anything like that ever again. I was like, Whoa, well, I was, I was foolish enough. I think I had this conversation with all three of you guys, but, but uh, there, there comes a time in a, a, a kid's life when um, there's a, a physical conf- confrontation that is needed mm-hmm. um, because that's what a kid understands, you know. Um, and and Josh was that age, and and uh, and so he he treated your mom disrespectfully. And I just said, do you want to step outside? <laughs> yeah. And I remember because I was like, oh, mom. 
why? <laughs> and I was thinking, man, I hope I hope he doesn't say yes because I'm not sure I could take him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of those that's one of those you're fighting your son in the front yard and it's a record scratch and you're like, Yep, that's me. Bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it all starts when he said, Mom, go to bed. Uh, yeah, but it but it worked. Uh, I remember when that came for, for you and me, I was like, I was like, well, then I challenge you to a game of cribbage. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a battle of wits. Well, here was the principle. It wasn't just, <laughs> I was raised like that. I was raised, you don't ever disrespect your mom. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, as a person of faith, um, th- there, there kind of is this principle that if you don't even respect the authority you do have, and you have seen, you won't respect the authority you have not seen. Yeah. So if you don't respect your parents, you won't reverence God. Yeah. And so it was, it, I was really kind of making sure that I protected both your mom and the possibility of you guys having genuine faith where God would be, you know, authoritative in your life. Well, that's a question I wanted to ask you. It, it was about the the divide between, it's, there, it's more of a continuum than a divide, I suppose, uh, you know, if you were to go on either side of the of this wide continuum, you have uh, parents that that would say you should only ever offer encouragement to your children, uh, and if they uh, put a bunch of chocolate pudding in their mouth and blow it all over your face and then laugh at you and then shove you down the stairs, that you'd have to be like, he's so creative. <laughs> I know he's so. Cre- I never would have seen that coming. Uh, and then there are parents on the other end that are just straight up abusive, where there's not even yeah. there's not even a a, a uh, an idea of of I don't even know what action I am doing that's causing this erratic behavior from from the guy who's hitting me. Yeah, and that's the other end of the spectrum. Both of which, by the way, I think we can agree with each other. Those both ends of that spectrum are damaging to a child. Um, What do you think is the right way for somebody to know where, like what, how do you walk that line between encouragement and discipline? Do you think it's something it's, it's, it's all based on carrots and sticks, sticks or stits. (laughs) (laughs) If you're good, I'll give you a stit. (laughs) I never found out what one was. I never did good enough. So your mom had this principle with you guys growing up um, and um, she just happens to be in the room with us right now. So uh, I will be able to quote her accurately. Um, But, but it was, it was, you know, it's not, there's the saying boys will be boys, you know, and that's kind of a, you excuse things because, um, you know, you just don't want to deal with it or you just say, you know, it's perfectly fine to be ornery or disrespectful or whatever. Boys will be boys. But your mom always said, no, boys will be men. Hmm. And so you raise a kid for the man that you know he wants to be, not just that you want him to be. Yeah. And so there is a certain level of, yeah, a two-year-old is going to, you know, get mad and throw a tantrum and hold their breath and pass out. You know, okay, they, they'll, they'll learn after a while that that doesn't do them any good. And they'll, you don't, you don't go crazy at that point. <clears throat> but when the, the, you're starting to protect the, the kid from themselves <clears throat> and their own bad pattern of behavior, again, this is, you, you don't react, you don't overreact to one, um, one incident. You, you, you react to a pattern. Hmm. And if, 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 if the kid is starting to build a pattern, you know, will cause, him damage or other damages long term, others damage long term, then you got to intervene. Yeah, I think uh, that makes a lot of sense because I mean, ultimately, it's about the the formation of character. Um, there's there's no time. I mean, you're as you're growing 
you know, you're, you're doubling your height, you know, over a period of a couple of years, uh, and then, and then doubling it again a couple more years later. Uh, and then you just keep doubling until you're just, you know, oddly, <laughs> never, oddly tall. Never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> At some point I quit the double. Um, but, but you're, but you're growing, you know, in stature at this incredible speed, but, but you're, it's, it's like hyper drive on the development of character. Yeah. Uh, and it's that whole idea of like, there are actions and a bunch of actions are a habit. And then. Uh, your habits done over a period of time that you know forms your character, right. uh, and and I and I remember that you guys um, rarely uh, would would have a have a big reaction to uh, an incident uh, to the point that I was a little confused sometimes because I would I would have like something where I'm like oh boy this is gonna be bad uh, <laughs> and then and then one of you would just say something like don't ever do that again uh, and I would be like okay <laughs> <laughs> well th- here's uh, the here's the other deal. You got to you got to react according to the level of the child's capacity um, for determining right and wrong, and so on and so forth. Uh, Jean Piaget, in the moral development of a child, um, talked about uh, children until they're a certain age can only understand concrete things. They can't more, they can't reason in abstract, mm-hmm. uh, and so you don't expect a child to think things through yep. because, and that's why there has to be sometimes, you know. Physical consequences, or 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 uh, um, in my day, you spank kids, and then it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, but not brutally. It was just no, you don't do that. Uh, you don't run out in the street, and and so there's a physical consequence. But as you as you go on, and the child has the capacity to understand reason, uh, and has the capacity then to understand they're not the center of the world, because every two year old goes, "What? Yeah. What do you mean nobody's paying attention to me? Yeah, I'm the center of the world." Um, but once they once they develop the capacity, then you can train them. And Scripture has this 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 phrase: "Train up a child," uh, and it literally means the same kind of rote um, um, reinforcement, negative or positive, that you use to train animals. That's that's really that's really interesting. Um, and uh, kind of brutal on the whole. Like, <laughs> just, just the dog biscuits. The way, the way you, you raise your donkey. Um, but I think I think what we've come down to is if you uh, if you pour a glass of water uh, into a, a very squat, wide, short glass, and then pour it into a tall, thin glass, and they can tell that they're not confused that that's the same amount of water. Then we can be like, you've reached formal operations, and now you no longer have to get spanked. I feel like that'd be a good red oh. line. Base it off of Piaget's, because I wonder if all those are supposed to happen at the same time. Uh, like, because there, you know, there's first it's just object permanence, and then, and then. Uh, but I, I remember seeing those videos in Psych of, of where you'd watch a kid that's just mind is blown that you'd have this totally full, tall, thin flute of water, and then pour it into a shallow bowl, and they'd be like, it's the same amount. I can't even understand. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so when we come back from this break, we're going to talk more about uh, how to raise kids that want to help people. We'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back to The Bright Side here on News Radio 93.1. There you go. Ninety tres punto. I, I don't know how. How do you say ninety in Spanish? I don't know. I really felt like putting you on the spot for Spanish right there at the beginning. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know that. Uh, 
80s ochente. Uh, anyway, so that has nothing to do with our topic today, <laughs> which is... We seem to be wandering. Ra- it's been a very long day. <laughs> raising great kids who know Spanish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, no, it's, 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 it's raising kids uh, for, who, who want to help other people. Uh, and, and so uh, we, uh, we both have children. Uh, I'm yours. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I've got, I used to. <laughs> and then I have, uh, I have kids of my own. Um, but, but honestly, even if you're, if you're not a parent, um, I, I feel like the idea behind a lot of this stuff is, is a lot of what makes, uh, the mindset of serving, you know, it makes it more, uh, it, it makes it more understandable about there's, cause there's some people that just naturally want to help. And there's some people, uh, that naturally want to be helped uh, <laughs> exactly. and, and that's, that all starts somewhere. Uh, I thought it was really interesting when our research department, uh, who is with us in, in the office today, uh, <laughs> my mom, uh, when she was looking, when she was looking up different quotes from from famous people about about their childhood, um, it was the it was the one that you you had shown me uh, earlier. It was the one you liked too. But Elon Musk, where he, where he said, um, "To make an embarrassing admission," <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not really. It's it's. I feel like I should get a good South African accent. Uh, to make an embarrassing admission, I like video games. That's what got me into software engineering when I was a kid. I wanted to make money so I could buy a better computer to play better video games. Nothing like saving the world. So that was what Elon Musk said. Uh, it kind of speaks to that whole thing you were saying where there's a period of time, like you're not mature enough to really, right. it's not a natural thing to naturally think about other people for right. a certain period of time. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to build that into other kids. And then there was a, uh, um, this, uh, my, I'm going to say this one because I'm going to say it like the person and see if you can guess who it is. Okay. All right. I was so naive as a kid. I used to sneak behind the barn and do nothing. <laughs> it just sounds like Johnny Carson. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's that's actually, a, actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good invitation. Yeah, hello, everybody. <laughs> I, I feel like you kind of sound like Ronald, no, Ronald Reagan. Not quite there yet. <laughs> Tear down this wall. I was, but I thought that was a great joke. I used to sneak behind the barn and do nothing. That was so me as a child. And I remember when I came home begging you guys. Uh, I was like, there are people smoking at the bus stop in the morning. I was in like sixth grade. I was like, and I would like to ask your permission. May I please smoke? And he was, it never even occurred to me. Like the thought of like smoking without asking never even crossed my mind. You were a good kid. Yeah. I remember because the kid's smoking. They're like, you want one? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to ask my parents. And they were like, what? Because yeah, at first I think they were like, this kid's hilarious. And they're like, oh, he's serious. Uh, it was really good for you, it Joel. It was a real bummer. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, so it's probably, there's, there's a spectrum somewhere between uh, reprobate uh, and uh, nerd, where I was on the end of the spectrum. And, and you want to be, if you can be a cool person who helps, that's the ideal. Um, there's this, that Red Skelton quote of, uh, any kid will run any errand for you if you ask it at bedtime. Yeah, and that, right. that one, that yeah, was right. really accurate. Um, but that's what I wanted to talk about with the, in this segment is, uh, what, what do you think, uh, not just as a parent, but you know, you, you were you know, in, at a church for 42 years, 42 years. Is, it, is that right? 45? Uh, yeah. No, I, I uh, was a pastor for 48 years. 48. Yeah. I right, Look at that. Just with one, I, I knocked off six years. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a, all right. That's a lot of time. But <clears throat> I wasn't a very good one for a long time. So they probably, <laughs> probably should knock off a few years. <laughs> that's, that's right. You used to, you used to wear the full on uh, robes. Oh man. I had a clerical collar and the robes and everything. Yeah. That's uh that was yeah, that must in have, my early days. You know, did that throw people off? Because that was that was back when you were just like super ripped muscle man. Well, well and you were wearing a clerical collar. I got one of the best compliments I ever. This is kind of embarrassing. 
Uh, I one of the one of the hospitals that your mom and I used to go to, and she would entertain you kids in the in the yeah, foyer while she'd, she'd while I us, went give us necko wafers. Yep, yeah. while I went and visited patients, and it was a Catholic hospital, and I was so young that people would stop me and say, "Where are you going?" You know, um, and it was back in the day when not everybody could just walk around and go to, straight to the patient's room. So I started wearing a, a clerical collar like a Catholic priest, and I was walking down the hallway one time, and two candy stripers were coming toward me, <laughs> and one of them looked at the other after looking at me and said, "What a waste." <laughs> that's one of the oh, greatest wow. compliments that's I've really, ever had in my that's life. Really, really nice. <laughs> I'm not sure I ever told your mother that, but uh, <laughs> I don't think she would like that story one bit. Uh, you know what, though, I feel like I feel like just with the balance of the universe, because one a story that haunts me uh, and always will. I'll I'll probably never talk uh, to a girl that I don't already know because of the one story of when you were a kid <laughs> and you and you tried to say hi to a girl out the window at the drive-in. Oh my and gosh! Her only response, she just goes, "You're ugly." Oh man, I was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that's, destroyed. That's really hard when you're 11 and, and that gets said in front of all your friends. Because I bet you, I'm just gonna guess that your friends at age 11 aren't like. Hey man, that's not cool. Uh, I, I bet you <laughs> they were right. like, "Oh, this is the great." It was worse. It was worse. It went on and on. Best night of my life. <laughs> it went all around the school. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be tough. You know what? But it all came around. That's yeah, good. Well, um, and uh, and none of it mattered because you married literally the greatest woman. Yeah, I did indeed. The, I did the indeed. Best human alive and one who serves others. Your mom has more of a servant's heart than anybody I know. So how do you raise kids that that uh, if you if the natural state, and I don't know if I'm convinced of this, but it's at least very pervasive that the natural state of a human being is to not necessarily want to help in every in every way. You know, yeah. I think there's some tribe altruism, you know, do for the good of the community stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's built into us. But I but to say say people naturally want to live a life of service would be a, a lie for in most cases. How do you get that instilled into children, uh, short of just, you know, having my mom for a mom, like what, what is it that, that you think it's uh, is it something that's, it's more example. It's more, you got to have some sort of like, don't turn kids off to it too early. How's that work? It's two, there's two main ways. One is they have to see it by example. You're exactly right. When they, when they look at people they love and they admire and they see those people serving others, they just think, well, that's the right thing to do because this is a person I admire and I want to be like them. The other way is you, they have to see people that either they love or they would have compassion for in great need. And there's a natural human compassion about wanting to help somebody who has been hurt or is in pain. Um, and if one of the things that we we try to do with you guys is make sure that you go to a country other than the United States so that you would know how good we have it. And because mm-hmm. poverty here isn't like poverty in the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and um, it's not good here, but it's, it's still not at a survival level. Yeah. Um, and so we always wanted you to see um, just how good you had it and how, how, how people who are wonderful people um, still need help. And yeah. so that 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 brings about compassion. You know, through through just a, a mix up of the airlines, I ended up in Dubai, uh, and I came back insufferable. <laughs> I, they got some money in I, Dubai. I was like, why don't we have zebras? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm tired of slumming around here. <laughs> this oh, this building doesn't go all the way to the stratosphere. <laughs> no, I. Uh, but you did that, and I and I think that that's something. Um, I'm 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 not too terribly far removed from those teenage years. Uh, and I remember for me specifically and consistently, I mean, like where I can't think of a lot of exceptions consistently for kids that I knew 
um, there is there are a few things as life changing as um, either going somewhere that's really really poor mm-hmm. in the U.S. because because mm-hmm. uh, you know that exists more than more than uh, gets talked about, um, um, but even more so in another country because I mean there's a certain amount of uh, in general being being poor in the United States still you have a lot more at your disposal than if you're if yeah. you're if you're even you know doing well kind of okay in some countries. Um, and so, and I, I remember that the impact that had, and I remember just seeing kids that were just snot heads uh, that would come back from stuff like that. And it really does, it affects, it affects a change in you because it's that whole idea of maturity. It's this widening concentric rings of perspective. Yeah. And then as you can, as you, the more you, if you can just do a really kind of just push those rings out pretty fast, pretty quick over the course of a week, uh, when you realize that there's kids who literally have never put on a pair of shoes, I mean, it, it really does, yeah. it really does that. Um, okay, so you said there's two things. One is to is to have well, the natural no, the fir- compassion. Yeah, no, the first one was you you um, oh, see an example. example. Yeah, okay. And the other the other one is you see a tragedy. Yeah. So those are the two ways that that evoke um, thinking about others uh, or thinking about um, you as somebody who could be a servant to others. Yeah. the The lead by example one is is really uh, it's really powerful because I uh, you know a lot most of the people. Uh, that are around my age, have kids around that age, uh, the, the age of my kids, you know, there's just, it's kind of the, the generation that, that I'm in. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of this you can just see through, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram or, 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 or Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Kick, Tumblr, uh, <laughs> many, many different social media sites. Uh, but there's, there's a certain amount of, uh, kids that I knew growing up, uh, where it's this cycle, uh, that they're continuing on with of, uh, they had parents that were constantly grumbling about, well, of course I'm the one picking up this stupid paper and I got to do it or grumbling over the dishes or the dirty kitchen or the, and, and everything, there was no, there was never a joy in help. It was always, it was always suffering. It was always, it was the suffering, uh, servant, uh, but who was miserable and wanted to make you know uh, about it. I, I watched parents like that, and then you can watch those kids now, are now parents, and it's it's the same idea. There's a yep. certain amount of like, uh, you know, no one's no one's really doing any of this stuff, and I, no one knows how hard I work and how hard I suffer. Well, it's that sense of entitlement that that just continues into your when you're an adult. Yeah, um, and and those people are really kind of. Um, Obnoxious because because no matter what they have to do, they're always griping. They never have enough. Um, and but the the un, unfortunately the justice of it all is they're they're always miserable. Yeah, and we have one of those obnoxious, miserable people for our next guest. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk more about being a parent. We're going to be back from this break in a few minutes. Welcome back to the bright side. Here on News Radio 93.1, I am Joel Hunter, and with me, as always, is my dad, Joel Hunter. Uh, we are the Joel's Hunter. <laughs> well, that never gets old, although it seems old every time we say it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out some way to show them that we were doing the Three Amigos salute, but I, that's, oh man, that's an old person joking. And that movie's super old now, the Three Amigos. That, that came out in... Uh, did you know that movie came out in 1811? The year 1811. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was a current. Did it have Steve Martin in it? It did. It had Steve Martin and it had uh, Martin Short and uh, it had Chevy Chase. Uh, they, those were the three uh, amigos. Uh, I remember watching that 
and not being old enough to understand any of the jokes. I didn't, <laughs> it was on like TBS one day. So uh, we're, we're talking today on the bright side. We always try to talk about uh, helping uh, other people. Uh, the idea behind that, uh, is, you know, and what different ways to do it. And sometimes we'll have a guest who comes down and talks about what they do. And it's always something amazing. They're like, yeah. I, I gathered all the trash up in the world. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and so that's supposed to be inspiring. And it is. And then sometimes there's just practical stuff to talk about. And this one today is about your kids. Uh, and, um, and if you uh, don't have kids, then kids that might be around you, because there's kids around. Um, and if you don't have uh, kids around you, then just your, your peers. A lot of this stuff is done by example anyway. Right. Um, and, you know, how do you take kids who are naturally selfish and make them naturally want to help other people? Um, and uh, this segment, we we're going to talk about stuff that, uh, what, what do parents have in common? Yeah. Like parents of, can of I, kids can that I, are let successful. Me, let, me, let me make sure I've, I've set the context, at least how I think of things. We have larger and larger problems in this culture, in this world. Um, and so they're so big that you can't solve them just with one segment of experts who have a, um, you know, a practical solution. You've got to solve them as a community or as a culture. And so it's not enough anymore just to try to solve a problem. You have to change a culture. And so when we talk about we, we're trying to help people help others, what we're really talking about change is changing a culture mm. um, and not just changing a culture, uh, um, you know, around us, but for generations to come. And so that's why I think this, uh, this whole idea came from Bonnie Gamble, a friend of ours, who said, why don't you guys do a show on how to help your kids um, think of others and serve others instead of just being self-centered. I like that. I mean, I like that view of it because um, it's, there are, there are problems that are uh, so, so ingrained and, and so run so deep. And there's so many, they're so complicated that it's there, there are problems to be solved by, by generations going That's on. Right. It, was that, there's that one quote of, you know, um, cultures are improved when, when uh, old, old men plant trees whose shade they'll never sit in or right. something like that. It, right. It's that idea of, of, of passing that stuff on. Um, uh, but it'll happen, you know, You'll be able to see some of it. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like it, it, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, well this is depressing." I'm gonna. I'm, what do you mean? It's going to change in the year like two thousand two hundred? No, it, it, it. You get to watch this stuff happen incrementally. Well, and it changes you. If you become a servant and you help other people, um, even if the whole problem or culture doesn't get changed, you get changed mm -hmm. for the better. Yeah. So it, it does have an immediate effect. Yeah. Um, I would say the happiest people that I know are people that help people the most. That's right. Uh, in general. I, I believe that's true. Uh, except for this one lunatic. <laughs> He's just laughing all the time. Uh, and, and look, Wait a minute. You're not talking about me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, I was, I was leading into some guy who always tried to steal my wallet. He's like, yeah, give me your fingernails. Uh, so, so uh, what are what are the what are the traits that parents have uh, in common uh, that to to if if you have. Uh, successful kids who go on to be helpful and, and to be contributors to society. Um, I, there was some article that you, that you had. Uh, Our research department research. actually went to. I, I never uh, know if you've written it or if it's just that it's been harvested out of, out of the internet by our research. Department. Yes. So, uh, okay. So this was. No, I hadn't written it. it. It was in business insider and it says there are the science says science says parents of successful kids have these things in common. And the first one is they make their kids do chores. Hmm. 
Um, and <laughs> I thought you were going to take off from there, but apparently <laughs> you're just looking at me. Okay. Uh, what, 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 it, what their conclusion was is that if the kids aren't doing dishes, it means someone else is doing them, uh, that for them. Um, and, and if you make your kids do chores, they become more empathetic to others um, because they know um, uh, firsthand what struggling looks like and how to accomplish things. Um, and, and this was uh, actually reflected in a Harvard grant study um, that said that uh, many kids, uh, by making them do simple chores, like just some, you know, taking out, their, taking out the garbage or doing their laundry or picking up litter or whatever, um, um, have a better understanding of what it takes uh, to make a good life than those who have stuff done for them. Well, part of the reason I don't have tons to say about it is uh, I feel like it will be, uh, I'll have, I feel very hypocritical if I'm like, yep, it's really important uh, because not because you didn't make me do chores because you did. And uh, I'm giving the kids chores now uh, because, oh, because uh, not even so much to help them, just as much, just to help me mostly. Just I'm, <laughs> That's right. I'm like, this is great. This place is spick and span. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was the worst uh, when it came to chores. <laughs> I I, and, you and really this is were. Part of, part of uh, I mean, the reason I even want to share this is just to, as a confession, just to kind of uh, ease, ease my own soul. But also, you know, if you're a parent who ha- has children where you're like, hey, it's well and good to say, make them do chores. You've never met my kids. Uh, I, I can get something done a thousand times yeah, faster than, exactly. and, and, and God bless you, you would pull weeds with me because that was my job I had to do. And for, instead of just pulling them by yourself in five minutes, you'd be in the front yard for 45 minutes with an eight-year-old who's like, Oh, I hate it. I hate just I'll do any mental problem. Just you know, if you tell me to go in and you would just be like and then, and then you gotta deal with the whole thing like, oh my son's a nerd, doggone it. Well you were um, I, I, you know you, But you stuck with it. You know, you you I, you you is. did and it was so much harder than just being like, I'll pull the freaking exactly, weeds, go inside. Exactly oh, gosh. right. Well that's the that's the that's the the reason that a lot of parents don't make their kids do chores, it is so frustrating. And so uh, it takes so long and it's so much more work. But you've got to understand you're investing in that child. That's what love is. Love sacrifices yeah. for the sake of the other. And and you could come up with more excuses <laughs> what you had to do. You know, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to get a drink. I, I, I just got bit. I, I need Neosporin on this, you know. I'm like, yeah. I, it was brilliant what you would do to get out of pulling weeds. Yeah, that is, I, I, put, I put a lot more effort into that. I was just, I would use the shovel to try to tunnel into the backyard just to get away from the weeds. It was, it was a lot of work. But that's the thing. And I think that is a, a myth that's important to just call out and, and, and just yeah. make it declassified that this, it is not true that your children doing chores will help you. Uh, it's, no. it's rarely true. I mean, there are times where it's like, wow, that was really helpful. Uh, but most of the time it's just going to be more work, but it's, it's something that's a, a time to bond with your kids. Or if it's something that they have to do by themselves, it, reinforcing that, that I, when I have a responsibility, I have to finish it yeah. or else things go bad for yeah. me. It's, it's, it's really that consistency of that is, it, it really did matter. I mean, I, and, uh, I, I almost to a pathologic degree sometimes, like if I, if I'm not, if I'm, if I have somewhere where I feel like I need to, I mean, still to this day, if I don't have my first surgery patient, 
until 9.30. If it's 8 o'clock and I'm not at work, I have this like internal like, oh gosh, I'm not at my post. You know, yeah, there's this, yeah, you know, there's this yeah. thing that's, that's built in. Um, and that's probably too, too much. Uh, but, but it's, uh, but it, it's built in to, to, you can only do big things if you're willing to, you know, consistently put in the effort over time. And the only way to do that is to have somebody who says, Hey, you have to put the effort in exactly, over time. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, and that means that I'm going to sit here with you while you complain about <laughs> how hot the sun is and that you looked at the humidity index. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that's chores. Chores was number one. Um, that, how many, there's a lot of these, aren't there? Well, there's like, yeah, we won't get it through all of them uh, tonight. There's like 13 of them. Uh, but, but if you're listening, you can go to the business insider. Um, and it's in May of 2017 that this was published, but they're really good. You know, the second one is teach kids, uh, social skills. Um, 700 children who were tracked in the U S uh, between kindergarten and age 25, uh, there was a significant correlation uh, between their social skills as kindergartners and their success as adults. Um, and, well, that makes sense. And and yeah. and so you teach them that they need to cooperate. Yeah. And this is this is very difficult for a lot of kids to use, to to learn because they just want their toys themselves. Yeah. And but, and, and, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm trying to be very so be very social. <laughs> I'm trying to cooperate with you. No, you. <laughs> no, you. You go ahead. Have you ever been in one of those battles in the hallway where you're just like, I'll step aside. No, I'll step aside. Those are the worst. Um, so uh, just the this, this, the uh, the stall of politeness. The um, uh, the the deal with uh, the social the social issues uh, with with social uh, what's that word I'm looking for cultivation uh, social. Graces, social, sure, social graces, social skills. I don't know. Um, is that it's it's a much stronger indicator for long term success right. than just a specific talent. That's uh, right. Because uh, it is, uh, it's much more. Uh, it you can only do so much with with raw talent, and and if you can't get along with other people, unless your raw talent is, you know. I mean, the Unabomber, he, he kind of did stuff on his own. Um, but overall, he probably should have done something. He should have. He should have worked. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah, if you're not social. Which is part of the problem. Next thing you know, you're in a, like, a cabin somewhere, being a genius and mailing, mailing bombs. Uh, but he, uh, he's, a good, he's a good example of what happens if you don't socialize your children. Uh, that's, take them to parks, for heaven's sakes. I know. He'll, be, he'll end up in a, in a cabin somewhere. No, it's, it's uh, that, that idea of learning to work with other kids is, is super important because uh, I just want to say this real fast before the break. There, it is. It is uh, really common as a parent to look and say, "My kid's got this talent," and 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 a lot of times you're right because you see stuff that other parents don't see. One of the problems with the talent is that if you can do stuff better than other kids, what, whatever the category is, if it's sports or tests or or art. Um, there is a natural need because you're clawing to get your spot socially. There's a natural need for that to make you someone who who cares less for other, you know, you you can do stuff that other people can't do. And so uh, you don't learn to work with people as yeah, well. And yeah. so uh, it's a two-edged sword having these really talented kids because you you want to uh, you want to make sure that they work with other people with talent too. Uh, boy, are we over time for our break. Uh, so we're going to come back okay. in a couple of minutes for our last segment. All right. Welcome back to The Bright Side on News Radio 93.1 with Joel Hunter and Joel Hunter. This is a show that's about helping you help others. And today, the topic, uh, it's been wide-ranging, wide-ranging yes. topic of discussion. But the core, our, our, our rudder steering us through them all has been raising great kids yeah. uh, and, and how to do that and how to, how to generally just take anyone who uh, has natural self-interest as their driving factor and help them to learn to help other people. Yeah. 
Uh, and a lot of times that's kids. Sometimes it's adults still. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and that's because uh, nobody, their parent didn't hear this show. That's right. You know, that's on right. How to, on how yeah, to you are way ahead of the game by listening to this. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, plus, I somehow ended up talking about the Unabomber last segment. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> going to have to play the tape back and figure out how I got there. <laughs> Has a little bit of Freudian Some, free association. Sometimes I uh, do stuff just to prove we're not on script. <laughs> I want people to know. Well done. This is a great improv show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not every fracas is a victory. <laughs> um, so, what are some of the other uh, things that um, we don't? Now we have a total of about five and a half minutes. So, okay. um, maybe one or two of the others uh, that are. Uh, that if you are a parent who, who raises successful children, there are some of these things that are in common. Yeah. One of them is that you really do have high expectations of your kids. So um, you're saying that is a good thing to have high expectations and it's not good to say that's good enough no matter what happens and what they bring home <laughs> that's from right. Well, it's called the Pygmalion effect. It's, 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 uh, they will become, um, they're more likely to become um, what you see in them, the, the, the giftedness that you see in them. Um, uh, for example, just in in on standardized tests and and college attendance, uh, there was a there was a a, a study done of uh, sixty six hundred children. National survey, um, seventy or I'm sorry, fifty seven percent of the kids who did the worst were expected to attend a co uh, college by their parents. Ninety six percent of the kids who did the best were expected to go to college by their parents. So. So in other words, the, on, the, the parents my, my with, brain's hemorrhaging. Sorry, brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> the parents, the parents with lower expectations. Uh huh. Fifty six percent of the time, the kids that did bad had those parents. Exactly. But ninety six percent, or the no fifty six percent, the kids the kids that did good had had parents with lower expectations. But ninety six percent of the time. Yeah, 96% of the kids, this is, I'm sorry, I should have, I should have explained this instead of trying to read it. So Ted Kaczynski goes to Harvard. <laughs> Fast forward 10 years. He's in a cabin. Here's the principle. Here's the principle. If you believe in your kids, they'll believe in themselves yeah, and do better. I like that. Okay. That's, that's 96% right. uh, of the battle. Um, so that is true. And high expectations, I can say, I mean, like anything else, you, there's uh, any... Any medicine taken in a high enough dose is poison, uh, and any good habit done to an extreme is poisonous for your kids. So there is such a thing as having too high expectations. I can say, though, in all of my time growing up, uh, I'm 37 years old now, uh -huh. I met one kid ever. And my whole life, whose parents had high expectations, they, went, they tipped too far that way. Their, parent, their parents' expectations were too high. Uh, and it's not like everyone else had low expectations. It's just like... You don't see that side very often. No. Like it, there's there's a there's a fear of telling people what you here's what you're capable of right. because that somehow gets misinterpreted as here's what you're failing to do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and it's just not true. Yeah. It's it's here's what you should here's what you should attempt and maybe fail, but man, you're attempting it and that's, that's what that was another thing that was in here that that failure is uh, um, associated with progress instead of somehow. Um, a depressing limitation. Yeah, that's so, which is a good one because it's really, really hard to. That that one's Im important and it's and it's tough to do uh, to to not say good good job failing, um, but to say uh, good job doing something that you that you can fail at. You know, because this is the only the only way. 
I'm going to say my favorite quote ever again. Right. The master has failed more times than the student has ever even tried. Oh, okay. and, it's, uh, and it's true. It's, it's the only way to really do that. Um, and then uh, do you have, do you have Here's one another one. Yeah. This, this one kind of surprised me. Um, good parents teach their kids math early. I don't believe that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's 35,000 preschoolers uh, um, uh, uh, testified to the fact that um, developing math skills early can turn uh, into a huge advantage because something happens in the brain that orders the brain. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so uh, beginning school with a knowledge of numbers and, uh, and the order of numbers and other very basic math concepts um, is is something that uh, develops um, the person uh, better than um, um, not teaching them math. Oh, that's really that, that one is interesting. Yeah, that one's out of nowhere. I feel like I, did I know not, I did not expect that I, one. I would, I, yeah, you'd not think it'd be like uh, you know playing playing Bach for him or something like that. Um, <laughs> one of the ways that uh, is it's it's low hanging fruit. I, I like to say uh, the stuff that's just really easy to get at as a way to be able to help. Uh, your kids want to get into this, uh, there is a website that's called simple.help. Uh, it's not a .com. It's, it's, so if you type in simple.help into, into the little browser thing, or, or you can type www.simple.help, uh, it, it will let you sign up to get an email. It comes once a week. Uh, you won't get emails about you know, um, you know, big uh, tanning bed discount sales and stuff like that. It's, it's just the one email a week on ways to help throughout the week. Um, and and I know Pop that as as the guy who who runs that that you're thinking about getting into um, having stuff that parents can have for their kids. Yeah. Um, and so if you have any suggestions for that, if you go to info at simple .help, you can email uh, and and come up with some suggestions. Because right now we're compiling the list of stuff that kids can do. Um, in general, way to go. You're doing a great job as a parent. And if you're not one, then you you can be someday, and that'll be great too. Uh, thank you for listening. We will see you next time on the bright side. Yeah.